Hey, this is Mike Missanelli, and you're listening to the Feed the Embiid, the number one Sixers podcast in America. Yeah, 2-1 on his jersey, playing like he's number one. Best big in the league, and it's no debate. Who's from the haters? Point him to the exit. I guess every franchise needs its process. Every franchise needs its own process. Coming down the lane, yeah, watch your head, yeah. We post a every game, yeah. Get your Kodak. Once he gets you under the basket, you better just pray. Hit you with the jab step, knock down, lock from Ben. Get out the way, and one, let the fans know it. Yeah, homie, let the fans know it. Watch the trailer, the three is going in your eye. If you mess, you better get back. Cause if the bees, there won't be a putback. Keep all that trash out of the paint. Cause the bees will put it back in your face. He's a cold blooded killer, and he take no prisoners. Yeah, dump off from TJ. Call it the feed to a bee. What's going on, everybody? This is the Feed to Embiid. I am your host, Austin Krell, and the Sixers playing the Nuggets tonight in Philadelphia. It was a rematch of a frustrating performance by the Sixers some time ago. They did not have Ben Simmons in that game earlier in the season in Denver. They led by as many as 19. Nuggets came back in the fourth quarter to win the game by a point. It was one of those just brutal, brutal, brutal tastes in your mouth loss kind of games. Um, tonight, they're back in Philly. They are winners of uh, 10 of their last 12. They're looking to, to, to build off of a very, very good stretch where they were getting some margins of victory. They were playing much better. Ben Simmons looking aggressive. Embiid was struggling still, but... They've been looking a lot better lately, especially uh, except for the late stages against Toronto on Sunday. They have looked much, much, much better than they did a couple weeks ago, and that was sort of to dispel our worries. Anyway, the Sixers were were playing the Nuggets, a revenge game. Um, the Embiid versus Jokic matchup was there, and this game was quite weird from the get-go. Uh, Will Barton scored the first 13 points for the Nuggets tonight. I know. I know. Will Barton. Good player. First 13 points is a little bit troublesome. Um, Jamal Murray went down early with a... with, And get this, get this. This is what they referred to it as. A, a trunk injury, which is the area. It's supposedly by your hip. And going into the back, and it's it's just, it, was a, it was an injury that I had never heard of before. And Murray went down with that early on in in this game, the first five minutes, and it was sort of a basketball god saying, "Well, you had to play without Joel or without uh, Ben Simmons in Denver. Well, there there here is Murray. We'll take him out and we'll sort of even the playing field. Not saying that you know, not making light of an injury, of course, but and I'm not a uh, you know, suggesting that, that that it was only fair, that it was a good thing. No, I'm just saying that, you know, it just sort of like 
it's 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 weird how that kind of happens. How Sixers had to play with that one, with that best starting point guard in Denver, and then with one foul swoop, the Denver loses theirs in the second time around. The Sixers led control really throughout most of the first half, despite Denver's good first quarter. Sixers played a really lethargic defensive first quarter. Um, it wasn't that they were just you know they were making slap they were making little defensive mistakes. Um, misassignments. They were letting guys get to the rim. Changing of change of pace was 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 sort of giving the Nuggets these lanes that you sort of you you sort of you, you you clench your jaw and you're like God, come on, better than this. And it was one. Of, it was just sort of a frustrating uh, first quarter defensively. Though the Sixers got back into it very quickly, they took a lead. Um, in that first quarter, thanks to a Mike Scott three, and then they really took control of the game from there. Um, they led by as many as fourteen points in the second quarter. They really got out and and was ran. They 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 were they were tipping passes, making the Nuggets rush, uh, forcing turnovers in, in the open court. And when they do that, they're at their best. We'll get into more of that later, though. Third quarter, the Nuggets make a make a push. They they lead by as many as five in the third quarter. Sixers battle back, take the lead, and then the Sixers from there really took control of this game in the fourth quarter, and they just began to do what they do. Um, they <laughs> and I understand what they do. You know, what the hell does that mean, Austin? I mean, what they do is they turn the ball over sixty-seven times. They they make a bunch of mistakes. Uh, I know, I know. Um, they, but this time wasn't it? What it was? It was it was not that way. Sixers were able to take control of the game really throughout the fourth. They win it by five, ninety-seven and ninety-two, and they even up the season series. That the dumb Nuggets now, and they have won eleven of their last 13, 18 and seven overall on the season. And they're starting to turn some heads. And they're not playing their best yet, but they're starting to turn some heads. Josh Richardson missed the last seven games tonight. He came back um, for the Sixers, and he wasn't, you know, he was extremely rusty. Hit a big three down a stretch to, to put the Sixers up by 10. And when this team gets together on the court again, and they're, and they're really playing well, and they're firing on all cylinders, they're going to be a huge problem for, for teams in the playoffs, especially when you have a seven-game format for, the, for your playoff series. It's going to be extremely, extremely tough for teams to figure them out on the defensive end, and you're never going to figure them out when you're when you're trying to score because they can switch one through five. They have length. They're, they are fairly disciplined on the defensive end as individual players. No one's really committing egregious, you know, jumping up pump fake fouls. Uh, no one's missing assignments too often. It's it's all things that you can tighten up over the course of, of, of an in, of an in-game timeout. That's how that's how that's how sort of minimal their mistakes can be. Although those minimal mistakes lead to baskets on any given possession, and then suddenly you have a big issue in your game. However, you can fix that with, with a timeout and simply just you know wake a guy up by benching him. You can do so many things that can sort of fix that mistake. That I'm not too worried about it come playoff time. But when this team, when, when they, the starting five of Ben, Josh, Tobias, Al, Embiid, they've only played 10 games together so far this season. 
That's 10 of 25. That's less than half the games that the Sixers have played. They've had their legitimate starting five together because of injury or load management or what have you. That's why people are sleeping on the Sixers. When they get that chemistry down, which they were starting, which they were starting to when Richardson got hurt, and he was balling out of his mind, having back-to-back 20-plus point games before he got hurt. Um, they were really fi- firing on all cylinders, and they were thriving and, and playing extremely good basketball. And when they get back to that, and 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 they're all in shape, they've all been playing together, they're all down the stretch, and they're really playing hard. They are going to be a royal pain in the ass for the opposition, and that's only going to come with time. By the way, that the only way to build that chemistry is to just play games together and get as much on court time as you can together. That even might include nights where you're playing them in, in blowouts, and you're and you and the fans are thinking, "Jesus, Brett, why, why the hell are they in there?" Right, uh, you know, uh, in 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 a, in a game you're up by twenty five. Why is Embiid playing? He's you, you the game's already over. Yeah, the game's already over, but you have to keep in mind that they just got to get on the court together just to try things out, play, you know, work on combinations, work on the playbook, see how things fit together, have something to go over and film and to work on and to build off of. Um, And that can really be the difference between a team that can can underachieve and a team that can make some noise in the playoffs and get past those, those... Darn semi conference or semi uh, conference semifinals. Um, one thing that's sort of come about recently that people have been kind of ignoring and neglecting is the fact that for as much flack as Tobias Harris caught in the early portions of the year, uh, before his lack of aggression and missing shots, he's blossomed into the second leading scorer on this team. I mean, he is. Slowly but surely, getting that average up to a to a close to twenty points a game. The three point percentage is is, is getting better, um, and he's taking more shots. He's creating off the dribble. He's attacking the basket. He's now getting comfortable with 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 with, with opening on the perimeter. You know, creating some space and getting an angle and and blowing by somebody and getting to the basket. He's finishing through contact a little bit better now. Still not great, but it's better than what it was, and he's making a case that he's the second best scorer on the team. I mean, it's something we already knew, but I mean, we, we've, de- the, the city and the fans have downplayed how good and he's been and, and how really, while he started off massively underperforming the contract that he got, he's at, he's at a, at, at a, at a state now in, in, in this contract where, you're looking at like you you're getting about seventy five percent of the value you paid for, which is which isn't bad, not bad, and with chemistry building up, and then as the season gets you know really into the swing of things, and you're really starting to figure things out and blend together and figure out your spots and 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 really get into that role that you have, you're going to see an uptick in that, and then he's gonna be be close to worth that 180 that he's getting paid over the course of this five-year deal. And, um, you know, Al Horford was very, 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 very rusty tonight, we'll say, for whatever reason. Um, You know, he's been a very solid piece for you. It's going to be an albatross contract two years from now, three years from now. But he's made big, he made big shots down the stretch. He played good defense. 
and he continues to be a steadying presence for this team um, on and off the court. And that's really what you ask, what you're asking for with him. Ben, I thought regressed a bit tonight. He was becoming very passive, and you can always tell when he's passive. He gets in the middle of the lane on, a, and he's and he's and he's pushing the pace. He's he's going downhill, putting pressure on the defense, and then he just stops on a dime and turns and pat and, and jumps and passes. When he starts doing that, you have trouble. He's he's he starts doing that, you you know he's lost some confidence for whatever reason, and you got to build him back up and get him to be that aggressive Ben Simmons again. He had seven nine and seven tonight though. Uh, that's one of his Draymond games, games where he, you know, he's on tracking a triple double, but the numbers really aren't that impressive. Even though he's close to triple to double digits in three categories, Embiid was very good tonight. Joel Embiid, ten, twenty-two points, ten rebounds, six assists tonight. Um, a really, you know, it's, it's just a typical Joel Embiid game. Um, you would like to see him get into those mid to upper twenties and really start to. Separate, you know, and you know, create that conversation and dialogue again about him being one of the top seven players in the NBA. Um, he's slowly kind of begun to fade from that conversation. Um, he's still a fantastic, fantastic player. He just begun to fade a little bit from that, and we want to get him to a point where that's not happening anymore. And he's, you know, he it's, it's he is a walking twenty five points, 12, 13 rebounds. And I think he touched on this after the game, which I think is important to acknowledge that he's he's trying to help his coach keep his job. He's trying to grow up on he's trying to grow up and and be someone who he's not really used to being. The Joel Embiid that we've grown to know and love is this, you know, he's a tease. He likes to get in your head and he likes to have fun on the basketball court. He likes to show that fun by by the way that he you know his personality comes out. And that's what really gets him engaged in the game. And he hasn't been that, that that version of himself this year. And as a result, I think he's a little tired. He's not having his fun. It almost looks like he's maybe a little bit depressed. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just, it's how I would describe the state of how he looks when he plays. Um, and I think it sort of brought his play down a little bit. His play's gotten a little bit less energetic. Um, he's still, you know, an all-star level player. He's still been very, very good when needed to be very good. It, well, there are a couple exceptions to that we know of, but in the most part, he's you know he's he's a, he's a walking double double most nights. But the turnovers of late have been a, a huge, huge, huge issue. He had seven um, yesterday, and he uh, you know he had three in the first quarter, and you thought, yeah, here we go again, turnovers. What's gonna happen? You know how how many is gonna have this game? He had one turnover the last the rest of the game against the Nuggets tonight. Three in the first, one in the fourth. That was it. That's something to build on. That's something to look back in the film room and say, "What did I do right tonight? Why did why, why was I able to cut down the turnovers?" And build on that. And that's 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 a that's a, that's a confidence point because this Denver this Denver team is a very good defensive team, and they're struggling a little bit right now. They've been on the road for four of the last five or whatever it is, um, and. They were just trying to get back home. Their offense is a little quiet, but their their defense is very, very good, Denver's. So this was a very good game for Embiid in terms of sort of getting back to the norm, cutting down the turnover as much as possible. And I thought a big part of that was him getting out of double team quicker. He was identifying it when it was coming, and he was making that pass out to the shooter. <clears throat> now the Sixers shot 11-31 at worst, from three tonight, um, maybe better. 
Um, and, well, no, it could, it could be definitely be worse than that. They might have shot 11 of 36. Uh, I forget the exact percentage and the, la- the exact fraction, but they were at one time shooting 11 of 31, which isn't, which isn't great. Um, so you want to, you know, you want to give him confidence in his shooters and say, my guys are going to, are going to knock down this sh- these shots when I give it to him. And, you know, it, it really encourage him to make the pass out of that double, if not for his own, you know, stats and, 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 and taking care of the ball because he has, he has belief in his teammates. Cause if you think about it, why should he pass to his teammates out of the double team? If, if, if they're, if he can't trust them to make shots, I know that sounds stupid and sounds selfish, but it's a legitimate thought that a player might have. Why should I pass? What the be- even if even if the odds that are, are you know high that I turn the ball over, our, our best chance of scoring is if I take the shot because these guys can't make shots. And so, um, you know, I thought he did a good job identifying the double tonight and getting that pass out early before it came and before it sucked him in and he got stuck. And I also thought that well, it occurred to me that. You know, I've said in the past that a big reason why Joel can't play in the paint is because Ben can't shoot, and so you have to bury, you have to bury Ben in the paint sometimes to create that space necessary for for Joel to score. That that puts him on the perimeter by by default. It might also be that you can't put him in the post because he's a turnover machine and is asking for turnover issues. So that's a tough spot to be in as a coaching staff and as a player, really too. And Bede was was roaming at times tonight. And that's why the spacing wasn't great. And you take him out of the game, and suddenly you're back you're scoring the ball very efficiently. Um, but Josh is back. He was back in the lineup tonight. The Sixers did a really uh, good job, really, of, of shutting the Nuggets down. Their defense has been massively improved the last couple of weeks, whether you want to admit it or not, whether you see it or not. The truth is that it has been massively improved. Um, and. Matisse Thibel continues to be sensational um, for this team. He had 13 points tonight, a lightning rod. He, he inserted him in the game. He's getting steals. He's infectious on, on the defense. He's, changed, he's chasing guards around screens, and he's becoming a very effective three-point shooter. He's up to 40, over 43% 40, uh, from three now in the season. He is knocking down the corner three with marksmanship consistency, and He's now gotten to a point where you can't deny him playing time. Like he's just—he's too good to not be playing. Um, he's giving you spacing. He's giving you energy, and he's really, really developed so quickly. I mean, I remember the first couple of weeks. It was he's getting the ball in the fast break and he's kicking it out of bounds, and he—he he doesn't even have it in his possession long enough to score it because it's a turnover. Now he's—and then it was—you know—it was those 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 fouls from behind on jump shooters. That were that were that were killing him. Now it's he's getting tipped passes. He's he's blocking shots. He's sort of getting you know quiet footsteps, and he's he's able to strip guys um, from the weak side. He's um, cutting hard and at, at, at very very uh, you know sharp angles and get and dunking on people now. He's now shooting that three pointer with remarkable consistency. He's grown so fast, and he's now become a a guy who you got to give 15, 20 minutes to every give every single game. Um, tonight, Thibault's energy was a huge reason why the Sixers rebounded from the deficit they had and built the lead that they had and won the game. He was in to close the game too. It was no Josh. It was it was Thibault, 
And that's a very telling sign of how the coaching staff feels. Close game against a good team from the West. Um, a game that you want to win to keep pace. A game that you want to win to remain unbeaten at home. And he's in the game, the rookie. So, I thought that I will continue to just build confidence in himself and from you know from the people who watch him on a, on a nightly basis. There's no reason to not believe that this kid can't be a contributor to this team as things get going and as the playoffs come around. Sixers will be in action on Thursday in Boston playing the Boston Celtics. Huge game on TNT. We'll be back discussing the game following the final buzzer. A quick word from our sponsors. Do you like shotgunning beer? Do you want to increase your shotgunning time at parties? Check out my boys at the King Cobra. King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes the perfect shotgunning hole under a second. It's tab puller, vent puncher, and all fits on a keychain. For more information about the King Cobra, check them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. And Cobra is spelled with a K. For a 10% discount on all products, enter the code Trust the Cobra 10, all caps, all one word. Pick up yours today. The feed to Embiid and its name are protected by U.S. copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution without my written permission is prohibited. Copyright the feed to Embiid 2019. As always, thank you for listening to the feed to Embiid. We'll be back following the, the Boston game on Thursday. And uh, make sure to rate and uh, subscribe and review as always. And thank you for listening. Have a great night.